Welcome to The Kids Are All Right, the podcast that explores big global issues from a young and fresh perspective. In this episode, we'll hear from Sky Newlight and Saga Leslie, reporting from Southern California in the United States on how COVID-19 is disrupting traditional methods of climate activism. Hi, I'm Sky, And I'm Saga. We're rising seniors at the Thatcher School in Ojai, California, and are both very interested in the climate movement, particularly the major role that young people are playing in advocating for radical policy change and intersectional thinking. So we interviewed two youth leaders active in the climate movement, Claire Donahue, Pasadena High Schooler and hub leader for Sunrise LA Youth, and Sophie Arce, a recent graduate of Berkeley and head of communications for Extinction Rebellion Ojai. I'm Claire, she, her, I'm in 11th grade at Sequoia School in Pasadena, and I live in Los Angeles and slowly found my way into like the environmental movement. I'm like a really big into like outdoor sports and climbing and surfing, and so that kind of like led me in, and then I realized it's like this much bigger world of not just like conserving the environment, but also like environmental justice, and I got really excited about that. So could you tell us a little bit more about Sunrise? Yeah, so Sunrise is a youth movement. Their goal is to really advocate for a Green New Deal and a just transition to renewable energy. A group of young people under 35, and they're working to seed hubs kind of in all different parts of the U.S. and kind of work on local issues in those individual cities, and especially from a political like policy um, standpoint. And so in LA, I'm the hub coordinator for Sunrise LA Youth, which is a brand new hub. And we're working with different high schoolers and middle schoolers in LA to work on local policy. First of all, I want to hear more about this office takeover that you had planned and kind of some of the other actions that Sunrise has organized in the past. And then second of all, I want to hear more about the Sunrise School, if you know much about it. A few of us went to this Sunrise Middle School and High School Summit in DC in February. And and after that, we were kind of put on an escalated track. like when we were there we did this huge action where we took over the capitol building there were like 150 of us um, and we were all in there and, and I think around 20 people got arrested and it was like this really exciting and like really scary moment um, and that's kind of like what got me really excited to like bring that back home and, and bring those skills back to LA and we were able to work with a coach from the Sunrise National who's been like help who was helping us to plan um, our takeover so we were planning on taking over um, Diane Feinstein's office and demanding a Green New Deal because she's like a really powerful Democrat and and if she was able to sign onto the Green New Deal um, that would be really important um, for the movement and so while that didn't happen we were able to do a kind of shrunkated version with a digital office takeover where like a bunch of us called um, and texted and emailed um, her offices and kind of shut down the phones. So that was kind of another, um, yeah, like a way to take that digital. Like onto Sunrise School a little bit. Basically their idea is to just like train tons and tons of people right now because we're like all stuck at home and it's like a really good opportunity to just like, even if direct actions aren't necessarily happening, you can learn how to organize and learn these like specific skills. So they have Sunrise 101 where you learn their principles and what the Green New Deal is and stuff like that and how it applies to time today. And then you can go deeper into like deeper organizing skills. Um, I know there's some on art and some on public narrative and like storytelling and all these different skills that you can um, sign up for. And so, you know, talking about all these online opportunities, do you feel like the Sunrise Movement has been more connected than before? Or do you feel like the cause has, and you know, the supporters have kind of dispersed a little bit? I think now people are starting to feel the urgency of the moment and get like excited about not only like learning these skills, but like fighting for these big national policies that are being 
signed every day like in congress and and these big big stimulus plans and, and fighting to make sure that like everyone's included so i know that with a lot of environmental groups one of the biggest criticisms is inclusivity so have you seen sort of sunrise getting more diverse it's been something that sunrise has struggled with in the past and so it's been definitely a big focus to really make sure that our messaging is not only just like saving the environment but also like climate justice and we want to make sure like we're we're showing like urban oil drilling in LA and like power plants that are spitting out criteria pollutants in like working class communities and like things like that 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 are really important and are affecting frontline communities like Earth Day I'm sure we all saw like everyone posting on their feeds like these really beautiful pictures of nature and and like the clean skies and everything like that and it's it's really cool and it's really pretty but at the same time, that really alienates and isolates a lot of people from, from the movement. And so kind of making sure that thinking about like why you're putting it out there and, and what the like intent is. So like if it's just to like show these like pictures of nature, then that's cool. But like know that that's like what your intent is and not have have action come out of that and, and understanding that. So I think I think it's cool to always have like something that people can like do after it. So like you post something and like you can do this and like make a call or something like that. I think that one of the things that kind of stuns me the most about Sunrise is how politically focused you are. Have you felt issues with like legitimacy or people actually paying attention to what you're saying? What is the reception of Sunrise's agenda? So something that we've been thinking about a lot, and I know XR has kind of been paving the way with this, of course, we're not ready to just like play by the rules anymore and we're gonna like disrupt and that was kind of the idea with the office takeover and like we have to disrupt business as usual and 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 kind of really change the narrative because they're not listening my name is sophie i'm from southern california i've lived here for like 10 years now maybe but i'm originally from miami I am relatively new to the climate movement. In college, I was super involved in different activist groups. Like I was really involved in immigration rights and the anti-human trafficking movement. So I kind of learned about the climate crisis through those lenses because definitely like they intersect in a lot of different ways. So that's how I first was exposed. And so the groups that I'm in, one is Extinction Rebellion Ojai. So that's a local chapter here in town. I'm also in Zero Hour, which is uh, in an international group and project called Cool the Climate. So that functions more as a business and like a nonprofit organization. So in Extinction Rebellion, it is an intergenerational group. I see in that group, the older members really appreciating younger members' energy at the meetings. In Zero Hour, it is a youth group. I'm the oldest person that I know who's in it. I'm 22. So it, it like it's mainly high schoolers. In terms of the coronavirus and the effect it's had on the climate movement, how have you seen activism change? I think that the climate movement was already super virtual, but now it has to be completely online because we can't be meeting up and doing mass protests anymore. And I think that was a vital part of the movement in the past. I think just seeing so many people gathered in person advocating for one thing, I think that has a really high emotional impact. Missing that has been something that activists have struggled with. And it's difficult because, I mean, like everyone can feel that you have a stronger emotional connection when you're in person with someone. But they are, I think, dealing with it in really 
inventive ways. I really like the educational resources that have been coming out, like the Social Community series. That's something where I just got a notification on my laptop for that, actually. It's every single day. Youth activists are meeting together for half an hour and just like talking about different issues, brainstorming, bouncing ideas off of each other. And those aren't just climate activists, they're um, activists from all different types of movements. So that's really cool. And also, I know um, Sunrise has crash courses that they've been making. So that's something you could also join every week. I think that right now people might not have as much energy to be going full force in activism just because like, I don't know how they are affected by this. Like everyone is feeling it in different ways, whether you're really emotionally impacted by hearing about everything or you know people who have coronavirus or maybe like you're losing your job. There's so many different issues that could be coming up with people right now that might make this a difficult time to be really productive in their activism. In terms of like more action though online, I know there are virtual strikes, so like um, Climate Strike Online, that's a hashtag that has been going around where people post selfies of themselves with like some climate messaging and um, like virtual rallies on Zoom or other platforms. So with Extinction Rebellion, I think it has been hard for people to be as connected. I've noticed that people aren't as responsive to the virtual events in that group. But other groups where it was already mostly online, like Zero Hour, for example, I don't think it's as hard for them to stay on and stay engaged. Like with Earth Day Live, that was a really cool three-day just live stream where all different kinds of people were talking. And there is a new challenge to make sure that virtual events aren't just something for show and that they are making a really impactful contribution to fighting climate change. I also think that right now, um, even if you do have a lot of free time, I'm not seeing people want to like get involved in something that they haven't been into before. It's How effective do you think the online movement has been? I do see a lot of what's happening right now online to be important, and I think it's great. But I do feel like we are missing that physical presence and I'm not sure that we can totally make up for it. What I am hoping is that once things like more or less return back to normal, people are going to be able to engage in physical activism, maybe on an even deeper level than before. Maybe they'll appreciate it even more and turn out in bigger numbers because they're just so excited to be there. So that would be awesome. From your perspective, what improvements would have to be made for this to be as effective as possible? I think just more reflection in social media dialogue and being really careful about what you're putting out there about like every single message that in the beginning, there was some eco-fascist messaging around COVID that I saw from environmental groups. And it was worrying me for a couple of weeks, but then I saw more and more organizations posting about that and saying like, hey, you can't just be talking about how great this is for the environment when it's hurting so many people, making people die, like check yourself. So I think that is good um, that we're holding each other as a movement accountable. Um, and I would like to see more of that. 
what ways can people get involved from their home? So one thing is you could check out those educational resources that I mentioned. So social community series, you can just sign up for that online, um, Google it, and RSVP. There's also um, Sunrise Crash Course. So you could find that on Sunrise's website. Um, and then ways to just get involved besides that, I think would be in participating in the virtual strikes. So just posting a picture of yourself protesting once a week on Friday. So for me, it's never just about the environment. It's about how climate change is affecting people and all the different human rights issues that are associated with it. Before we leave you, we wanted to add that we recorded these interviews before the murder of George Floyd and the subsequent protests throughout the nation and world. The recent response to issues such as police brutality and the overwhelming racism in America were clearly very different and urgent in nature when compared to the actions taken by the online climate movement as affected by COVID. We see it worth mentioning that many climate organizations, especially those in the U.S., including the Sunrise Movement and Extinction Rebellion, have given over their social media platforms to varying extents to spread information about racial issues, it's been interesting to watch how these groups are temporarily tabling environmental messages, be better allies in the face of the very imminent threat on black lives, demonstrating how the youth of climate activism sees their work as uncompromisingly intersectional. With that said, thanks for joining us. You've been listening to an episode of The Kids Are Alright, produced by Podium.me and News Decoder. The reporting for this episode was done by Sky Newlight and Saga Leslie of The Thatcher School and edited together by Charlie Duffield at Podium.me.